Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to We Say Things, episode 188, on a different day than usual. Uh, we'll get to that very shortly. Suns fan here with Cinder, and this episode is sponsored by Manscaped. Spring has Man. sprung, and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. They've already helped you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement, but this year, Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring by using code We Say Things to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. So like we've talked about many a time, Cinderin, they not only shave balls, but beards now as well. I yep. know for myself and others, they probably used the same shaver on both before. Now you don't have to because that's disgusting. Your significant yeah, other would good. tell you it's disgusting. And if you don't think it's disgusting, then you're disgusting. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Manscaped to make mints, you know? That'll be nice. That's the next just, line of just an idea. products. I mean, sure. they're expanding all the time, so I think mints are next. So again, manscaped.com, if you guys need any uh, of the products that they supply, which, again, is basically everything other than mints at this point. Um, what would you call them? Would you call them mintscaped or man mints? What do you think sounds better? Man mints sounds terrible, so that's the one we would choose for sure. Yes. Uh, make sure to go. use the code we say thanks for 20% off and free shipping. And to our beautiful in Bruges tier patrons, the luscious At Bob, T-Coil, Q-Ludes is happy for the Counter-Strike crowd, stupid co-pilot, what happened to fails of the week? <clears throat> well, it died in the house fire. D2 Bowie, servant of Morgoth, Yatoro does it again, Cinderin. Counter-Strike 2 is an ad for Counter-Strike 2. Magdev is huffing major copium for an NA Dota comeback, need bigger tank. That's a hashtag. My grandma found out that League of Legends what League of Legends is, she's thinking of building a PC. Valve, you need to hurry. Please give marketing. Disco Farm D. Bilingual people have a greater emotional range, yet Cinderin is the robot Stoogie McStooge face Darkseid in the house. The Mega Pope. Run Dota twice for double the MMR. Hashtag SunsFanTI New Zealand. And Zan Xavier. Thank you. Friend. And Nate Thicko 01 Hamscroats Bacon. Shark TM. Freshly seasoned goat balls. Janie Dop. Nothing to see here. Underscore man. Guitar strings. Yves Ben Broomhead says hi to his friend Emray from Pixel. Wooden aftertaste anonymous. And the longest word in English is the 189,800. Wait. Yes, that's what? correct. Keep going. It's the 189,819 letter chemical name for Titan, taking over three hours to pronounce. Mr. Niebling. That sounds literally unbelievable. That's kind of crazy. So it's not, that's like if you write out the chemical chain of everything that's in that, or what? Somebody was just having a field day. They just wanted the record for the longest word. Titan is a giant structural sarc... Sar Sarcomer sarcomeric, as I say it, that now it is sarcomeric protein with a molecular weight of more than thirty-eight hundred kilo d. What it, whatever d is. I'll show you the d. That's enormous. That's what she said. It's so... formed by two hundred forty-four individual protein domains, which are connected into one sequence. That's why the word is so long. I see. That is pretty interesting. I won't lie. Nice job, Nibling. Okay, so why why are we doing this on a different day? Why do you have a different background? Why do you have a different mic, etc.? Or do you have a I, different mic? I right am now? in Romania covering the DPC. So oh yes, and we were maybe going to record yesterday, but I've I got sick before uh, when I was traveling here, so that was I a bit unfortunate. Describe the I've sickness, Cinderin. I've been recovering. Uh, I I felt bad. Oh, there you go. Okay, that was very descriptive. Um, but I'm but now I'm feeling less bad. 
That's what getting healthy is like. So that's good. And yeah, we we managed to find a time to record now. So that's good. Um, I don't know about next week's episode, if we will be able to do that one at the regular time. That's a little bit TBD for me. I don't know if that's possible for you even. No, I can't do anything for a week. So next week's will be delayed no matter what. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about yeah, that. As usual, guys, when there's some different stuff happening, we can't follow the schedule strictly. But we'll still get the episodes out. They'll just be at different days. Yep, and we'll so, just have, or we can uh, have other people do it yeah. for us. You know, we can get Jenkins to replace me and Slacks to replace you. Yeah. That's, they talk uh, about nothing. That was basically how the downfall of Fails of the Week started, right? Bring Slacks in, yeah. Yeah, just bringing yeah. on people that didn't belong. I did like one guest episode, <laughs> and then you never brought me again, and then you stopped doing it. So yeah, I you, take credit for you killed it. ruining it. You killed yeah. it. That's me. Uh, okay, so first, before we get started with Dota stuff, which there isn't that much to begin with, um, I'd like to do a Suns fan recommend, Cinderin. Oh. The Last of Us, the show on HBO. The show. Extremely good. I never played the game. I'd heard of it, of course, but I'd never played it because I don't remember if they even had a version on PlayStation 1. Maybe they did, but I didn't have anything other than PlayStation 1 in terms of mm -hmm. Sony products until... I guess recently the PS4, which it wasn't that recent anymore. Anyway, I never played it regardless. Um, the show I was, you know, somewhat intrigued by because HBO just generally for me, they have the highest production value. They just make the best shows. But it was a zombie apocalypse. Seen a lot of zombie movies, a lot of zombie shows. And, you know, with COVID and all, there's been like, it's not that interesting to have Armageddon, like end of the world type shit. But... <clears throat> Have you, first of all, have you seen this show? No, I'm not. Okay, well, I, I also haven't played the game. It's extremely good. I'm not going to do any spoilers, but I'll say, I mean, I don't think this is considered a spoiler. There's not that much like zombie stuff. Like you would, like, it's not from like Walking, Walking Dead, which is a trash show, by the way. Um, a lot of it is like character development, it's story driven, and it's just very good. Mm -hmm. I would highly, highly, highly recommend it for the few people like Cinder that have not seen it yet because um, just yet another HBO show that is extremely good. So I can counter-recommend you an HBO show that I've been watching. Uh, okay. Yes, I've been watching something. I don't know if you've talked about this. Maybe you have because then the recommendation is pointless. But you might have recommended this yourself. His Dark Materials. Have you recommended that? Never heard of it. What is that? Okay. Um, Sounds very so sexual. it's based on a book series by Philip Pullman. I don't remember if this series is called The Golden Compass or if that's just book number one. His Dark Materials. Uh, I don't know what the trilogy is called. Okay, so The Golden Compass is book number one, I think. Uh, okay, well, what it's about? What is it about? Or is Northern Lights the first? Whatever. Okay. Anyway, uh, it's it's based on a book. The show is is really really good. I'm on. We got to season three before I had to go here. So we're not fully done with the show, but been really happy with it so far. Um, I'm not sure how to like explain the setting without uh, spoiling some stuff that I feel like you should discover yourself, but it's like, it's fantasy. It's really good. Um, okay. And it's for all ages, I would say for the most part. So it's like, it's intended. I think the books were intended for uh, I don't know, like 12 and up maybe or something like that. So uh, the show does get a little bit morbid at times, maybe more morbid than the book did, uh, according to Susie. But um, so maybe you don't show this to your young niece. But aside from that, you, I, I'm pretty sure you will really enjoy this. So okay, I'll watch the trailer after we're done recording. And all right, that'll be the I'll be the judge of the trailer. And then that'll be where I decide if I watch it or not. Because my time is valuable, of course. And uh, it's not like I'm out of shows. I actually am out of shows, but it still has to be good. Uh, okay. Uh, this, is, this is definitely very good, I would say. Uh, okay. First things first, Muerta got a balance patch, Cinderin. Mm -hmm. Base attack time improved from 1.7 to 1.6. Deadshot, uh, the fear duration got nerfed, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pierce the Veil, which is the ult, uh, increased the... Wait, they increased the transformation duration? 
No, they increase the duration of Pierce the Veil to match the transform. Right. So now it lasts 8.35 instead of 8 wow. to compensate for the 0.35 second transform. Okay. Uh, it Pierce just the Veil, bonus attack damage increased by 50 at level 3. 25 talent. Uh, so they, they move the, the calling summoning two revenants from 15 to 20. And they moved the 25 talent, which was the 20% gunslinger chance, to 15. Um, Wait, you mean 25 to 20, right? What did I say? 20 to 15. Yes, 25 to 20. Sorry. I just woke up okay. because Cinderin, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to take a while. Forced you to wake up at noon. You forced I'm me. So to, sorry. It's, I've been waking up at 4 p.m. So level 15 uh, talent increased from uh, 25 to 35 damage. This yeah. was the lowest win rate here in the game, I believe. Uh, what was it actually? I mean, it was 45%. Who's going to be lower than that? Uh, there's generally plenty that are lower than that. If, at All least right. immortal. Plus, we're just, we're uh, just going to, this plus. is the podcast of misinformation. Mm -hmm. Muerta was the lowest win rate in the game. Do you think that this, and what is she now? I don't know. I didn't check. I actually, no, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. No, I lied. I lied. <laughs> I checked two days ago. So it's not only the podcast of misinformation it's the podcast of old information as well it was 50 percent win rate almost at all levels so this seemed to work slash people having more time to actually play it i mean i think this is a pretty meaningful buff overall right you get 10 more damage level 15 you get lower base attack time which is better for every role of the hero it's just a flat out buff base attack time improvements are really meaningful the only downside is the shorter time on the fear but it's not like by a huge amount, and I still think most of the time it will perform its function. And then the fact that you get the 20% Gunslinger on 20 is really interesting for carry. Whereas for the supporting role, I think it's an overall nerf that you can't get the two additional calling summons on 20 anymore, and that that's a 25 talent. Um, but 20% Gunslinger chance is an insane talent when you think about it to get on level 20. It's just a major damage increase in all team fights and all farming, everything. Um, you build all of those buffs on top of each other, and this is like a pretty huge change to the hero. Mm -hmm. I think, I honestly, this is one of those heroes where I feel like the win rate of the hero doesn't didn't really reflect how good it is, because I think a lot of people instinctively need some time to understand how to play it, because it's so weird. Like, the ulti is just a very strange spell. Uh, because of how it doesn't interact well against magic resistance or magic immunity, right? I think sometimes players might have shot themselves in the foot by using the ult because they're like, oh, we're going into a fight, I want to deal damage. And the enemy cores pop BKB and you're just standing there like an idiot, you know? So I think if you find the right balance between how to use your spells on this hero and e even in the old version, I think it could have been pretty good. I think now, honestly, there's a risk that this hero's kind of busted if people find the right item build and the right understanding of how to play it. People in, are in playing fights. are very right-click carry from what I've been seeing. Yeah. I mean, it's just way better now than it was a week ago, right? Mm -hmm. So, And the supporting, I would say, is... I don't, I don't know if it's worse as a support because of the ricochet nerf, because the base attack time buff is also meaningful as a support. Mm. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I, I, think, I think it's fine the hero got some love. I think this might be a little bit too much but it hasn't seemed like overwhelmingly broken afterwards, right? It's not like it's winning two-thirds of its games or something, so, or 60%. Yeah, we've seen some, I mean, last few heroes, like Dawnbreaker, Primal Beast, they were unbelievably underpowered. I, or at least Dawnbreaker was. I'm trying to remember what Primal Beast Dawn was. Dawn was very weak when she came Dawn out. was very weak, but then they buffed her, and then I think she was very strong, right? But I don't know if it was like your win rate busted. was like thirty five percent on day one, and then on day two it closed in on fifty. Or and something. Do you remember what Primal sure. Beast was? I actually don't remember. Uh, did they? Um, did he seem relatively balanced to start? Wow. He got buffed day one or day two, I think, as well. I think he was too weak when he came out, and then he got buffed a lot. So generally, then... these heroes are actually underpowered first, which is if they cost money. They would not have mm. been underpowered, right? <laughs> That's the beauty. The of league it. specialty. That's right. Okay, uh, let's move on to the DPC, Cinderin, which you have been covering, of course. We should mention, because uh, we're not going to really mention Div 2 too much, but for Division 2 EU, Old G did qualify 
and their roster, yep. which I'm not sure we ever went over. Maybe we did. No we one, did. Thompson, Resolution, Seb, and Kitrack. Uh, just real quickly yep. for Div 2, do you expect them to do well in Div 2? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, the only thing that is do well for them is to get top 2, right? Yes. Which will mean you need to beat Secret and one of two teams getting relegated from Div 1, right? This season, which could... We'll get to that, who that could likely be at this point. Uh, I mean, I think they have a, a pretty good shot. Uh, but I don't think it's like a given. It's, it's not like the old, oh man, it's OG, they're going to just stomp on these teams. I, I don't know. Um, but it's a good first step that they get there. And I guess also compared to their last little stint they did where they didn't make it, uh, maybe this team iteration is working out better for them. Maybe they're more driven and motivated. Um, see if they can make it work this time around. The really good thing about having them, honestly, Div 2 viewership in Europe this year is going to break every record, I think. Yeah, it's not that, even going to be close. That's true. And it's Gen not like it's... Secret and two relegated teams from Div 1 will be playing Div 2. And man. Div 2 is like... Uh, I mean, it's a completely separate time from Div 1 now, so it's going to be on its own time slot almost. So that should help viewership as well. Okay, what, what regions do you want to go over? Because obviously we're somewhat early on. Four games in, I guess. It's halfway. Is that halfway? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. This stuff goes way too fast. But yeah, what, what regions do you want to go over? Or do you want to just like generally say the top four? Uh, right I mean, now? I think we can just do a quick like standings check. The only general. reason I'm saying that is because we really don't have any other Dota stuff to talk about, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it, it is the... It, it, I mean, whenever this is what's going on, it's kind of it, right? Usually there's no big patches coming out during the DPC or anything, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we just do them all by just one at a time. I'll just quickly talk about, like, the, the most surprising things from my perspective, and then that's, that's pretty much it. Okay. That's all I got to offer So, here. so Western EU, EU first. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no big surprise in the top two so, so far, I would say. It's Gaming Gladiators and Liquid. Uh, they're currently tied with Tundra for first. They're all three and one. And in fourth is Entity with two and two. And then Nigma and Oridu Thunders are two and three. And Monaspa and OG are one three. So with who the teams have played so far and how things have been looking and overall power rankings, I think at this point OG getting relegated is definitely a possibility. Uh, I would not have expected that going into the season, but Div 1 is rough, man. You gotta... Some of these teams that get promoted from Div 2 have the potential. I think Orodu Thunders have been a really positive surprise for me. Uh, they beat Game and Gladiators 2-1, and they beat Tundra 2-0. Um, and those two teams, that's the only team those two teams have lost to. But then Orodu Thunders have lost to OG, Nigma, and Monaspa. So they've lost to the weaker teams and beat the top dogs. It's very, very bizarre, actually. That's pretty rare that that happens. But uh, we'll see how they end up. Um, I think Monaspa likely to get relegated here as well, and they were one of the teams that just got promoted. So, mm. see how the how it all ends up in the end. Um, let's move on to Eastern Europe. So, Eastern Europe also not too surprising. Team Spirit three and zero, Hellraisers four and zero. They've been looking. They were on an upward trajectory when we were casting them in the major. Right, we were pretty impressed with how they recovered from a bad day one and two. Um. They started looking better and better, and they've definitely they've got into good form now. So they're four and zero. Bet boom two and two, a bit dodgy there for the third spot. Uh, but there's lots of games to still to be played in uh, in Eastern Europe. Don't really have any huge surprises when I look at this. To be honest, it's pretty pretty expected for the most part. I would say. You just chime in if you have anything, Shannon. I don't have anything. Thank you. Uh, then we have China. So China got into an awkward spot because half of their player base got banned, right? Uh, in Taiwan. Uh, that is true. I say that half jokingly. I don't know how many of the players were in Div 1 or were in promoted teams from Div 2, but a decent chunk of players in China got banned. I'll, I'll say based on the standings right now, it looks nothing like last season. <laughs> last season was very uh, yeah. competitive, let's say. So this time around, the big dogs are still the big dogs. That's LGD and Aster. They've not lost a game. They're 3-0 and both. Uh, and then you have Vici Gaming and Extreme Gaming sitting on 2-1. and 
with Astra Aries, Invictus on 1 and 3, YBB on 1 and 2, and Outsiders from China on 0 and 3. And I have not been casting any of this region, but I've talked to the other talent, and they say Outsiders from China, the name is fitting. They are not this caliber. Mm. Um, kind of just a filler team. What ended up happening, supposedly, was that I think they got third in Div 2 with an c- almost completely different roster, and then they split. And then they ended up getting promoted to Div 1 because other teams got banned. Uh, but out of the five players that got the third place finish in Div 2, I think one player remains on the roster or something. So it's a completely wow. different team. That's, that's pretty insane, actually. Yeah, it's it's something like that. I'm paraphrasing. Maybe I misunderstood something. But I actually think it just is genuinely that way. So, yeah, they are... It's fair to say they're completely outclassed in this region, and they're getting relegated. That's more or less a fact. Um, Going to be interesting to see the top four, though. I mean, as it stands right now, China re- retains its number of slots. That was another discussion was with this band wave. Is it fair that China keeps four spots? But for now, that has not been changed. Um, so probably going to be the top four that I mentioned, the current top four. I could easily foresee them being the actual top four at the end as well in China. Mm-hmm. SEA. I didn't click the button. I can't see the scores. There we go. Uh. Not too surprising that Talon owns, right? They were great at the major. They're continuing their stride from there. 5-0. and And then we have Army Geniuses and SMG, both 4-1. That is a bit surprising to me, that both of those teams are that high up and currently tied for second. Uh, likely relegated here will be Geek Slate and Polaris. Geek Slate were a positive surprise at the major, but they just have not kept up their level from there, unlike Talon. Um, yeah, two teams at 0-4 really need to start racking up some wins so they're both going to get relegated i guess there is a possibility execration with three and two could make their way into the top three uh and mathematically both blacklist and bleed could do it but they need to win out um i don't know if that's realistic here so probably the current top four will be the one um all right that's sea for you na north america Yeah, so as is usually the case with NA, Mm -hmm. uh, it's generally a a three-horse race. Um, This time, we talked about this on the podcast as well, I was a little bit hopeful that, you know, maybe this new wildcard gaming team could throw a bit of a bit more spice in there, you could Mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. They have not looked good, man. That's Mm -hmm. been a really big disappointment. They're 0-3. They lost to Felt. They lost to Bait. Um... And just overall, what was their third loss again? They lost to Nouns, which I think is more understandable. Uh, but yeah, they've just not looked good. So they're pretty much out of the running and should hope to just stay in Div 1 at this point with their current scoreline of 0-3. Uh, in the top of the board, Nouns, Shopify, and TSM as expected. But Shopify did lose to TSM as usual. So let's see if we get the 15th repeat of Nouns will now lose to Shopify. We'll have a three-way tie that Nouns will then lose and not go to the major. Because uh, that seems to happen literally every time. Well, not um, last time, I think, right? Last season was an exception. Last season, I think it was no tiebreakers. Everybody perfectly Right, last aligned. season there wasn't a tie. I think but you're right. every yeah. other time was the three-way yeah. tiebreaker with Nouns losing. Yeah. Um, I think Nouns look a little bit sharper this time, though. Um. And they look a little bit more well, it, like... It's also strange that... I mean, I, I say strange, but maybe it's a good thing. Shopify played TSM pretty early on in the season, which mm-hmm. they always wait yeah. till the last match, which that's, that's not true. the case this time. Uh, the big match coming up here should be the uh, TSM versus Nouns, which happens... 27th, three days. So That's right. That's so the, that's not too long. This is the downside of not artificially matching teams up. Because mm-hmm. whatever... Let, let's say uh tsm actually does it matter what the result is i'm thinking like is there a point where literally games just don't matter for weeks you know what i mean right uh but considering like regardless of that outcome uh mm-hmm. unless even if nouns beats tsm it's still going to be a three-way tie right theoretically if things go the way that we think if Nouns beats TSM and then Shopify beats Nouns, it's a tie, yeah. Um, so that and if Shopify has generally had Nouns' number, so I do think that's probably the most likely outcome of that series. But Nouns against TSM, I don't know. I think Nouns look interesting this season. I think they've got some 
and slightly more spicy strategies. Uh, I think they've polished some things, and this could be the one uh, for them to finally go to the major. I'll be very happy for them. I feel like if you get third that often, if you're like this close all the time, three slots in NA, right? Frustrating at some point. <laughs> That's hard to justify. I, it's hard to justify considering the drop off. Yeah, the big, and also, big I mean, off. it would be one thing if TSM and Shopify were owning on lands, right? Like, then they qualify, and they're just two of the best teams there, but that's just not how it usually goes, so mm -hmm. still not really, can't really make a good case for that. Finally, South America, as expected, Beast Coast and Evil Geniuses are crushing. They're 5-0 and 4-0. and At this point, they need to have surprising losses to not be the top two, and that will basically just wrap up that region in terms of going to the major, because they have two slots. And they seem to almost always go to these two teams. So, not really surprising. Uh, bottom two currently, Alliance Latam and Kali. Uh, Alliance, not looking too hot here. Uh, obviously, their second team um, might be relegated this time around with how things are going. Yep, that's your DPC uh, update, sponsored okay. by Manscaped. Um, yeah. We will have another update for you next episode, which will be when some things might actually be concluded. Like, not that div div the divisions won't be finished, but there might be locked-in winners and losers in some of them already. And we're also getting time. closer to that big patch that we've been hoping yes. for. Probably still a month away, but, you know, it's close. It's getting closer. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, uh, yep. let's move on to the biggest topic by far that I will actually take some time on, even though nobody watching gives a shit. That is incorrect. I care about this. You care about this. I okay. do. Yeah. Counter-Strike 2. So actually, now that I think about it, I didn't set this up ahead of time, but let me actually go through the blog post. Is that okay, Cinderin? Sure. Uh, it's a little awkward because I. That's eh, fine. Let's see here. I mean, I, I guess we could also just paraphrase it, right? Instead of going through every step of it, because we can highlight the big things that they've shown so far. Yeah. Okay. It's it's probably Instead easier if I don't do anything. Okay. Yeah. So Counter Strike. There's this big meme in the community for the last however many years that Source 2 is coming, guys. Source 2. Remember, mm -hmm. Dota wasn't on Source 2 until Reborn came out. Uh, and with it, you know, I think a lot of people may not have noticed really the, the difference. Would you say that that's true, Zinran, in Dota? Uh, I don't know. I think they really noticed it at the time, right? But then you just get used to it. But the transition was pretty clear when it happened. I... I barely remember what they actually added but it's a lot a of while. basically engine upgrades are not always the most sexy of updates and whatnot mm -hmm. so counter-strike 2 is what they named it which some there's some criticism behind that because it's not really a huge jump for the normal person and we'll talk about that but i think it's a good thing i'm gonna get that out of the way now i think it's a good thing they called it counter-strike 2 mm -hmm. uh they could have called it counter-strike 5 honestly Oh, you have, reborn. Or re, I mean, I, I don't like the idea of calling... I mean, this is just a personal thing, I guess. I don't like... I, the numbers are the best way to go about it, I think. Uh, people are, mm. you know, comparing this to Overwatch 2 and whatnot. And again, we'll get to what the update entails. But you have 1.6, Condition 0, which was an unfortunate one. Uh, source, CSGO, 
and now this. So this is the fifth big iteration of Counter-Strike. Um, and they're calling it a new era. So let's talk about some of the changes that are going to be made. And by the way, I have access to the game. I've been playing it a shit ton, and it's... Oh, you good. do? I do. I do have it. Oh, then yeah. I couldn't even bully you in case I had... I'm booting the game right now. <laughs> yeah, boot the game and tell me if you have it, Cinder. That would be great. I was like, if I have access and you don't, it's going to be the funniest shit ever. But you have, because I just remember when it came out, I checked and your stream title was, I do not have CS2. Yeah, so I then, thought you didn't have access. And then Valve gave me <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. you named your stream, I don't have access. That's right, Cinder, and that's right. Hell yeah, just a whine. That will get you far in life. <laughs> I wasn't even my intent. I didn't know anybody from Valve watched my stream. I got to be careful what I say <laughs> these days, you know? Uh, but yeah. anyway, one of the big gameplay changes that was made are smokes so mm -hmm. smokes are what do they call them volumetric so they actually will encompass the area that it's actually around because before you guys can imagine what it's like uh it was just particles and whatever but this is like a 3d object basically so if it's in like a let's say a thin tunnel or cylinder it would actually fill up that cylinder correctly and not like not supposed to at least seep through It'll be shaped by the environment and whatnot, which, you know, is an interesting change. I think another thing that's not listed in their blog update, but is the case, when terrorists throw a smoke, it has like a beige color. When CTs throw a smoke, it's a blue color. So you can actually tell the difference of whose smoke oh. it is, which is a good change. This is kind of a Valorant-esque type of deal. Um, but probably the biggest change to smokes, which will have huge impact on the competitive scene, is when you throw a nade into the smoke, it will dissipate it completely in that area temporarily and then reform again. So using that to peak, both from a defensive and offensive strategy, is kind of a cool little twist, uh, which I didn't know how I'd feel about it, but after using it, it's actually really cool. I like it quite I mean, effect Effectively, correct me if I'm wrong, smoke grenades just interact with everything, right? If you throw an HE grenade into it, you blow the smoke away because there's an explosion that you know naturally would blow the smoke in all directions from it if you shoot through it there's like a little yeah. you get a little bit of vision right because Small of the of vision yeah yeah and if you if you throw a grenade through it does that also give vision wait what was the first thing you said that is the grenade i was talking about no, no, but like let's oh, say you take the cheek grenade and throw it through the smoke does the uh, i believe not give vision i, be I believe no. i heard that but your mic is going crazy by the way but i oh, believe okay. i heard that oh. pro projectiles won't uh impact the smoke like directly which maybe Am they, I still mega loud? Uh, it's fine now. Okay, I don't know what happened. The mic is just used to you talking constantly. So like, what the fuck? Yeah, okay. That's must turn be it. Up. So that's cool. Uh, they also changed like the way that the entire game kind of looks, like lighting-wise. Like the, you can tell the graphics are updated a little bit. It's not a huge jump, but everything is mega bright, and people are comparing it to Valorant. Like, oh, they're trying to go the Valorant route. If you look at the before and after, like. The game was very dark and grimy before, mm. uh, and it just looks nicer, I think. But it's probably a personal thing whether people like it or not. Uh, things like Molotovs have like a purple flare to them, which that one looks more like Valorant and kind of slightly out of place, I guess. But again, I don't really mind. Like the explosion from the HE grenade looks unbelievable. It looks really freaking good. Uh, so overall... Again, not a huge graphical update, but it is a solid step forward, I think. And then the big thing that was changed is tick rate. So, and I know we talk about tick rate occasionally. I bet there's a lot of people that don't really know what tick rate is, and I don't know if I can do a good job explaining it. But basically, the way that it worked before is servers would have a certain tick rate, which Dota does as well, but I think Dota's 30, if I'm not mistaken. And... That sounds right. I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to kind of like TLDR this slash say some things that might be technically wrong, but it gets the point across. The server and the client are constantly talking to each other, and there's a certain amount of like intervals per second that it can communicate, right? So the more mm -hmm. ticks, the more communication that can happen, which means things will feel smoother a lot of the time. And at a certain point, you don't really feel any more smoothness because you can't really perceive anything faster. In Dota, so this is the Dota example. The tick rate's only 30, which doesn't really matter as much because it's not an FPS game. Things aren't moving as fast. But thing that I've noticed in Ability Arena, and I'm, I'm sure this has happened in regular games as well, it's just less likely. When 
let's say global silence as an example in ability arena is cast because mm -hmm. the way the game is coded both like let's say both sides have global silence as their first spell they're going to cast it literally the same tick right right which is not very possible i shouldn't say it's not possible it's not as easy to accomplish in regular because first of all you don't have the same spells on both sides number one uh, and number two, like because of cast animation, everything just being slightly different, it's going to be hard to align. But either way, they both cast it at tick one. But what that does, you can't have two spells cast on the same tick. So what it did was it would choose a random one of those two people to cast it first. So the other person oh. would not cast it. And Interesting. It's, it wasn't just random. I believe it was based off of who was like number one in the lobby, like the first yeah. slot in the lobby. Yeah, I so think the, so too. The way to get around it for us is we just say, okay, if they're both trying to cast on the same tick, we just have both of them cast it. Like both will go off regardless. That's like a hard coded thing from us, which is not in Dota. Mm -hmm. So in Counter Strike, it's a multitude of things. So obviously bullets flying constantly, like server to client, client to server. Uh, things like uh, what's it called? Peaker's advantage, I believe, is part of this tick rate thing. Where that could be wrong, but I know Peaker's advantage is a thing where. If you're moving first and you see them first, you shoot, it'll technically uh, register before, in some cases, the other person even sees you if the, the server's really bad enough. So TLDR, <clears throat> faster the tick rate, the more smooth it feels. And in Counter-Strike Source, we didn't have uh, matchmaking. So you'd either play in custom lobbies, which they have in... CSGO technically, or you play an ESCA or something like that. Basically, mm -hmm. all of those were 128 tick, okay? And it felt really good. The default was 64, but most servers would upgrade 128 tick. In CSGO, it has been 64 tick for some fucking reason forever, and it feels like shit. I've been complaining mm -hmm. about that for years. But if you play ESCA and stuff, it's 128 tick, which feels great. So, back to Counter-Strike 2. They're getting rid of tick rate completely, and they're building like some new Again, going to say some things that are technically wrong because this is over my head. But basically tickless, and I'm not even going to try to explain it because I'm going to fuck it up so bad. But the way that it works, uh, or the way it's supposed to work, is it's supposed to be faster than what you were getting before. Mm -hmm. So after playing it, I will say that it's certainly better than 64 tick, but not as good as 128 tick yet. This is still mm -hmm. a closed beta. So I'm expecting that to improve because the pros will not be okay with that. You can right. feel it more when you're moving because uh, just like just trying to bunny hop, I wasn't the best bunny hopper back in the day, but just trying to like bunny hop itself, you can tell. That's actually the easiest way for me to tell if something is 64 tick or not. But I will say, regardless of the movement, which is a bit eh right now, the bullets feel very responsive, very clean. <clears throat> Now, I'm used to playing a 64 tick recently because that's all I've been playing in CSGO because I don't pay for ESCA. So it's definitely a big improvement in that department, which is great. So that is probably the... So the smokes were the biggest gameplay update and the lighting, I guess. And then the tick rate is the biggest update for people that might not be exciting for mm -hmm. like, the casual, but they will actually feel the difference, I think, on average. Um, and then what else was added to the game? They're going to be adding... A lot they of tools improve the audio makers. i think yeah, as the, well the audio supposedly was improved there's some issues with it though um i think i was watching shroud he's like this is a five out of ten on the volume or on the the sound scale which some of it might be you have to get used to the way they change things but like okay here's an example for for people dust 2 is mm -hmm. the only map right now that you're able to play right i was you know the entrance of dust two tunnels CT side. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm sitting there looking towards as a CT, looking towards um the halls, not towards the bomb mm -hmm. site. Apparently somebody planted behind me on the T side. Like that's how close I was. I could not hear it. I ran to A before my team's like, oh, it's not at apparently it's not at A, it's at B. I was streaming it as well. Nobody could hear the bomb planet or the anything like that. So there's some issues with the sound. Like, that's really close. Like he's, yeah. plan he's planning like 50, 40 feet from me or something, right? 
digital feed, of course. I mean, the, the thing is, the thing is, it might be working in, as intended, but the intention just hasn't taken into account edge cases, right? Like, let's say, you know, there's this classic bug in 1.6 where you could silent plant in specific spots on certain maps. If you planted the bomb technically inside a box or something, yeah. you couldn't hear it at all. If it's kind of like that, like let's say you plant the bomb behind a box and then CS2 has different audio where it takes into account the surroundings in a different way, then it might just be like, well, the bomb is here and there's a box right in front of it. So the audio isn't traveling in that direction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that might be what happened. And it's just like it, it might be the intention for audio to take objects into account in a different way but from a balancing perspective the thing you're saying is just nonsense right like you can't have the game function like that so mm -hmm. but they're gonna i'm sure they're gonna fix and improve on that uh but i i do think so obviously i haven't played it i just checked i don't have access which i find oh. brutally unfair with my 150 <laughs> hours of play time in csgo uh yeah, i think i deserve content. it we should be able to i think i deserve it. it before basically everyone else uh which is also what everyone on reddit is saying is why don't i have access i have been a loyal fan forever unlike yeah. everyone else who has also been a loyal fan forever so very unfortunate um yeah. so my take on all of this uh, the reason i'm a bit excited about it i'm not a big cs player as you know uh but I, I watched this and I was just like, this just looks and sounds really promising for the game itself. Whether you enjoy watching it or you enjoy playing it or both, it just... I, I watched the video and I was just like, man, this just looks so clean, you know? It's everything from... I think the biggest thing that really stood out to me when I watched it was the lighting. I think that just trumps everything was... The, the examples that they have on the slider where you can just compare CSGO and CS2 and you can just see how there's so much more detail with how light would naturally reflect off of other surfaces and how it makes rooms come more alive. That isn't necessarily just a strictly good thing, right? And for me personally, I'm always a game systems are more important than graphics kind of guy. But if the game systems are still good, then why not have it also look and feel better, right? Um, as long as one doesn't come at the cost of the other, then it's fine. Um, or rather, as long as I would be great with it if they made better game systems, but they made the graphics worse, then I would be like, that's fine by me, but not the other way around. Well, it's so, funny because a lot of pros play on super low quality. I was watching somebody mm -hmm. stream yesterday. I literally thought they were streaming Global Offensive or even Source. Right. It was so bad, but it was. Yeah, I, I don't know. I know pros have a different perspective on this, but like as a casual player, you can still, you know, enjoy just just looking at it. And if you're going to be watching streams and production related stuff, then obviously they will have cranked everything up to look as nice as possible. Right. So yeah. uh, that's just personal preference for pros on their own streams or their own configs or whatnot. Uh, but yeah, the lighting looks amazing. I think the smoke sound really interesting. I'm pretty terrible at using utility me too. Uh, in general, me too. but they did. I, add, I feel like okay. having, they did add something mm -hmm. really cool. I went into the server, like you can make a private server and you can throw a smoke or a flash mm -hmm. or whatever. And it creates like this little mini camera to show you where it lands. That's fucking awesome. Oh, that's nice. So I sat in the server for a long time. I could not figure out how to get smoke on Xbox from T side, but I did figure out the long a smoke from long a to the, uh, the crossing. So I got one smoke right. down. I'm happy with that. But something that people were worried about, uh, items will move over and mm -hmm. they, a lot of them actually look better. So this is basically an update to CSGO, but they're just renaming it CS2. So it's the same client, I believe. Um, like I'm launching it as Counter-Strike Go, but I just choose a different option in the properties of the launch options. That's it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's just, it's still going to be free to play. So none of that changes. So that's where the Overwatch 2 thing doesn't really make sense to me because I think, wait, am I wrong? Did you have to buy Overwatch 2? I thought you did. I don't know. I never played it. Chat, if anybody actually plays that god-awful game, let me know. Um, and they added some UI stuff that's kind of Valorant-esque, where at the bottom, every time you get a kill, it lights up. I personally really like that kind of stuff. Kills feel more impactful, like the blood gushing out of their heads or whatever. Apparently, Overwatch 2 is free. That's right. They got yep. rid of uh, skyboxes as well. Uh, so you can throw it as high as you want. It won't... actually going to miss a little bit of that. There's like a spot... Not that the Inferno's in yet, but on Banana, T-Side, yeah, where you could throw the nade off the skybox and it bounces and hits directly where the CTs would be standing if they were standing there. So I'm going to miss that one. But obviously, stuff like that shouldn't be in the game. So one thing I 
they have not come out with, and they they said that there are going to be more updates. But I feel like I don't know. I I don't know how to evaluate Valve when they make updates like this or make posts because wouldn't it make sense to talk about everything big in that one post like that you're gonna be working on like do you think there's gonna be anything big because the, the, it's missing one big mechanic and I tweeted about it that is mm -hmm. sorely sorely fucking needed and I know some Counter-Strike people are gonna disagree and I'm just gonna say you're wrong sharing weapons before the round yes you the way that Valorant's buy system is when I say buy system, I'm not talking about the money. I'm not talking about anything that has like a gameplay change. Having a menu that if you buy something in like by accident, you can sell it during the round, like during the beginning of the round. Mm -hmm. Or gift. Like right now you can there's an option to gift enemies weapons, but it drops the weapon. It's like it's so ghetto and old school. And after playing Valorant, that's the one thing that I wish Counter Strike would adopt. And I feel like I Source Counter allows that. I feel like Counter-Strike's buy system has actually always been bad when you think about it, right? Like, yeah, but if you think back to 1.6, right, because like back in 1.6, it was just what, what there was, right? So you just got used to it. But whenever I was at LAN with friends and you had like some people that never really played Counter-Strike, but yeah, okay, let's play Counter-Strike, you know, because you want to play together and you have this guy who's played the game for like two hours or maybe never and the, the round starts, you... There's like, it's like just not obvious at all how things work. The way you, the hotkeys you have to press, what weapons are where, what they do, what they cost and why, there's like nothing. You know, you just have to learn by brute forcing it essentially. And that's where I think a system like Valorant, even for complete beginners, like I, we played that game a couple of times together and I felt like, okay, even though I have no clue about the maps or anything, I, I pretty quickly figured out the, the buy menu had some pretty interesting aspects to it, and people were just requesting weapons off each other. You could just be like, hey, I need a gun. And CS is like, hey, drop me, please. They need to find out where the person's standing. They need to throw it to him and hope there's nobody in between <laughs> yeah. that's going to get it instead, you know? Like, yeah. it's just, it's kind of, it's just, like you said, it's just ghetto, I mean, you know? The and thing, there's, there's no reason at this so point. For competitive like play, that. it probably is not going to matter that much because you're communicating, but for pubs, it is an enormous quality of life. Because I've noticed, yeah, for sure. and again, this is like, people are just pubbing, but at a certain point, like, I get really angry at certain stupid things that shouldn't anger me since it's just pubbing, but, like, people buying at the same time really mm -hmm. bothers me when one person buys when nobody else has money, and then that means they're not going to have money next round, and everybody else will. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, that, in that point, you can convince them they could sell the weapon. That happens in Valorant all the time. And I'll say Valorant, yeah. on average, a lot of the people... There's more people that haven't played FPS that have played Valorant than have played Counter-Strike. And if they're able in Valorant to figure out to buy together consistently, mm -hmm. then that can be carried over to CS and that would be a huge improvement for pubs at the very least. Uh, and, I mean, at the end of the day, if there's something we're missing, just give people the option. Like, just make a new shop system and if you don't like it, you can use the old one. Yeah. Like, sure. make two menus and you can choose between them and then just implement regardless of which system you use you can sell like you can have the current system and there could just be a hotkey to sell sell current weapon that you bought this round that's it yeah i'm sure people like even myself so, I'll, I'll miss the buy like b42 is by the ak or colt or mm -hmm. my god i still call it a colt to this day the m4 m4 jesus yeah. i'm old uh <laughs> but yeah overall i would say so this is a very limited test right now. I don't know how many people actually have access, but I mean, I was playing against some pros, <laughs> some pros yesterday or a couple mm -hmm. days ago on stream and just getting completely shit stomped. Um, but it's going to be available officially, at, like be officially released in the summer. And my understanding is it will overtake CS:GO, so it will just replace it. Yeah. I don't think they technically said that, but there's I no reason not to. Yeah, there's no reason not to. You don't want like a CS 1.6 to source situation where it's splitting the community or whatever. So the only thing that would have split the community was if the market didn't follow, right? If the items yeah. were locked, but they aren't. So sure. it's just going to swap over. So again, this is like, it's, I think this is bigger than the Dota Reborn update because it actually makes like, I don't remember there being big gameplay change. I could be wrong.
like the smoke, I think will have big changes in the game. Uh, what did one. Reborn come with? Wasn't that 7.0? No. Reborn had like talents. Reborn did not come with 7.0. What are you talking about? Am I wrong? Because remember, we beta tested Reborn for a long time. What? Wait, what? I thought that was the Reborn patch. Okay, am I wrong? Maybe I am wrong. Wasn't, wasn't Reborn 7.0? Okay. Chat, we need help. That's not Reborn how I remember. Reborn's older, someone's saying. Okay, I mean, maybe I'm just wrong. Okay. In my so, mind, they're just merged into one memory. Reborn was the engine update, and maybe there was a bigger patch to come along with it, but I would say that this is bigger than the Reborn patch for Counter-Strike. Um, I mean, let's go through the history here. So 1.6 to source. Okay, hang on. No, no, no. I just found it, okay? So this is the patch that came with Reborn. It was pretty big. It had stuff like fixed Moonbeam's weather effect. Okay, yeah, that's big. And yeah. uh, fixed south rune placement. Oh, wow. Yeah. Open GL support for Windows is now an optional DLC. <laughs> so it came with DLC. That's pretty big. Yeah, that is big. All right. So from I was wrong. 1.6 to Source was a huge jump. That's probably the biggest jump in Counter-Strike's history, in my opinion. CS Source to CS Go was not that big of a jump, but they had internal matchmaking and they had... Uh, like crates and shit like that. So that's the biggest reason that, I mean, obviously the graphics were updated a little bit. And mm. then I feel like CSGO to this is kind of the same jump that CS Source to CSGO was. So the fact that they're calling it CS2, people are a little annoyed with. But again, I think it's for the best. They should have been calling it the numbers all along. And there's only so much you can do. Like this game, I mean, I played it in 1999, Cinder. That's when it first came out in beta. 24 right. years. That's how old this game is. I think it is proven that it is subjectively the best FPS game uh, for mm -hmm. competitive play. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. Like, I was not expecting, I don't know what you were expecting, I was not expecting, like, a bunch of new guns, uh, like, maybe a new map or something like that, but nothing, right. like, completely game-changing where it just feels like another game. The smokes are pretty big, but... Gameplay was I mean, the main one. We were talking about this. I don't know if that was the last episode or the one before, right? Where I was, I raised that question to you. I was like, "What? How much needs to change before you think Counter Strike Two is the right name?" Right? Because it. What did I say? <laughs> I I think I don't remember if we were pretty much on the same page that it didn't need to be like a massive overhaul or whatever, but it did need to have some sort of new substance, right? Like if you just take this, like let's just say it was literally a graphics update and nothing else then it's like debatable do you call it counter-strike 2 then but it's not just a graphics update it's an engine update it's a graphics update it's uh it has gameplay changes it has uh added functionality for uh map makers etc etc right so you've kind of like in multiple avenues you've changed stuff um i don't know enough about overwatch to say how big the difference between overwatch and overwatch 2 was but i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say it was less than this mm -hmm. um and also kind of arguably less justified in making a sequel to begin with, right? In terms of how much legacy the game has. Um, yeah. But it does... I think that the thing I was thinking about was when you had Counter-Strike and then you had Condition Zero and you had Source, etc., where you, you, know, you name Counter-Strike with an extra suffix. When you say Counter-Strike 2, you're kind of starting a new paradigm, right? It makes it sound like it's something really big, but going onto a new engine for a game like this... It's kind of the biggest thing you can do, right? Mm -hmm. I think I think the engine itself is worth calling it Counter Strike Two. That's my opinion because that's that paves the way for all sorts of changes that they've announced some of. They've also announced there's going to be more, which I don't know what they would be. Like you said, who knows? Um, but I also think the the whole avenue of putting it on Source Two is going to allow either Valve or a third party to do something new with the game, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I saw I saw a thread on Reddit that people want. What was it called? Uh, it's a command that they used to have in 2012, where you could make vehicles. Um, Flak vehicle, I think it was called. That they want that back. Oh. Apparently, there was a short time that you could yeah. drive around in yeah. some sort of cars and encounter. <laughs> it looked it hilarious. Even back then, Funk when it vehicle. came out, like, that's this what is, it was. This Funk is, vehicle. This is before vehicles were even out in any game, to my knowledge. I remember it being very novel. It was mm -hmm. so ghetto. Like you know, when something <laughs> is so ghetto that even when it's 
not considered ghetto by the masses, you still feel like this is fucking ghetto stuff. <laughs> Even back then, I'm like, this is awful. It was yeah, just I like a the meme. clips. It looks so fucking funny and so bad. It's like you're um, driving a Flintstones car. Yes, that's exactly. Like. That's really that's a really good explanation of it. If you visualize it and you're like, man, really, that's pretty much accurate for what it looked like in the clips when people draw around it. It was just. Full on mega box cars just driving around. That's so probably bad. why TF2 never came out uh, uh, originally as planned because the vehicles just weren't, they didn't have the technology to make them non Flintstone related. So I guess, I guess Very so. Sad. So that is anyway. the huge update for CS2 for Counter Strike. I'm, I'm happy for all the, the CS people. Uh, yep. It's exciting for me just to be able to play again. Uh, and I'm curious when this launches, what the numbers are going to be. Because I personally think on the launch day of this game, it's going to beat CSGO's all-time record, right? Like when this opens up to the public, there's going to be a lot of hype around it. There's going to be a lot of people that want to play this and try it out for the first time. Um, well, we'll see, depending on how many people are actually testing it, though, right? Because the hype is going to certainly die down. Like right now, it's breaking records. Mm -hmm. I, I read a random headline. I did not look into it, so this could be bullshit. But the best Twitch viewership so far this year maybe it's just it'd be, it'd be, it'd be counter strikes record for this year counter strikes record okay yeah so it was the highest cs numbers that this year has had was when the when people were streaming counter strike 2 which so is not surprising the right? most viewership in three months very impressive yeah i mean the thing is so i think for me myself right i don't play counter strike very much i play it occasionally with my friends for a game or two just some chill night game right um, I feel like when this game comes out, there's going to be tons of people in my shoes that will want to play it a bit more when it launches, right? So that's already going to be more consistent players. Uh, but I also think it's not like Valve are going to market lists. Let's not kid ourselves. They're not really going to market it, but I think a lot of other people are going to market it for them, actually. Because this game has such an insane cross-reach across tons of platforms, which is something... This is something Dota does not have access to, is an insane audience on YouTube, right? Because a lot of the really big streamers on Twitch... We have our own big streamers in Dota, but in the, in the sphere of Twitch, the biggest Dota streamer is not top 50, I think, right? Um, the really big Twitch streamers are going to want to play Counter-Strike. They're going to play this on launch. It's going to be really big. There's going to be a lot of videos. There's going to be tons of content. And it's going to draw in new players. Um, and that is something Valve don't need to do anything about. That's just going to happen by itself, I think. It'll so, happen for a I'm bit, but then it, yeah. I don't... I mean, with Valve... I don't know. Maybe I'm overestimating it. I, I, do, I do think this is going to be a big deal, though. And I think it's really good for esports if Counter-Strike does well. So well, That I agree with, yeah. I mean, the way that Riot works with Valorant, paying people to play in some cases or mm -hmm. allowing people like doing watch parties stuff like that valve doesn't really yeah. step in and do anything so that I feel like hurts them promotionally so i don't think that's going to have the same effect that you do but we'll see i, I just way, i exciting. think i think a game like valorant needs that more counter-strike is just so big you know like the legacy of the game and the name across all sorts of countries and across all sorts of age ranges right yeah counter-strike is something that you know that there's going to be like 40 year olds that are excited about this and want to play and want to watch it and there's going to be 12 year olds are and you are you surprised at all that they didn't because there were some rumblings that this might happen and maybe we even talked about it that they didn't rename counter terrorists and terrorists it's just ct and t and did they not do that officially no. and oh. then the c4 would be something else uh, only I only say this mm. because I know that they've struggled to get like sponsorships. Like when it was on TV, briefly, mm -hmm. it did not do well. Obviously, since they canceled it eventually, uh, that could be that the general TV viewing audience isn't ready for esports in general. But I know that sponsors are like kind of iffy on gun related stuff. Well, I, mean, I don't know what to do about that. You can't get rid of the guns, right? Yeah. <laughs> but to say terrorist and have a C, I don't know. Like I could have seen them maybe taking that step to allow more sponsorships, right? More of these companies to like feel I don't know. Maybe that wouldn't have made a difference at all either. I have no clue. But all them attack and defense, and then you need to go and plant the present. Eh. Shoot yeah. each other with water guns. I mean, how far are you going to go? <laughs> I know. I, I don't know. I think. Am I surprised? Not really. Um, should they have done it? Maybe. 
I, I don't know how much it matters. That's the thing. Like maybe, maybe it would make a big difference for like, let's say US TV. So I think, especially when Astralis were doing really, really hot, uh, one of the bigger Danish TV channels was showing quite a lot of Counter-Strike and things were just called what they were called. I think there's more of a stigma against it in the U.S. probably. Well, you guys don't um, have guns everywhere, so, so you know. Yeah, that's true. People <laughs> recognize that it's a video game. <laughs> it's very far from reality where I live. They're intelligent human beings? Hmm? Mm, who would have thought? Wow. Incredible. Fascinating. Uh, okay. Well, that is CS2. Big update. Um, this next topic, Cinderin, do you even want to talk? I haven't played it yet. Diablo 4. Uh, same. I mean, we can talk about it very briefly. So Diablo 4 uh, had, there was, for people who had early access, um, there was an, an earlier beta than which, what is now going to be the current open beta that starts, I think, today. Uh, so it's probably already running because it's late. Yeah, it's, it's been running for a while today. Yeah. Um, I think some of my some of my friends have played a little bit when it when they had the early access beta. Um, I have to be honest; I haven't really asked them much about it or got really good insights on this game. The reason I I think this is still kind of interesting to talk about. I'm just curious about your perspective on something like this. What do you think about pre like early access and betas? I personally, this is a game that if it doesn't suck, I will want to play. Right? I, I've talked about this in the podcast that for me this is kind of I'm not going to say it's like, what did, I, what did I say back then? Did I say this is the last chance for Blizzard of like saving grace, you know? Because um, at, at this point, uh, Dragonflight, which was sounded like it had a pretty good start, I think is kind of dwindling again. And WoW Classic is still doing well. So I think, again, their old title is is probably outperforming now, or at least the overall feedback from the community is better for the older game. Um, I wanted to see Diablo 4 become a game where Blizzard recognizes old greatness and tries to replicate that rather than brute forcing a lot of the new dumb stuff that they're doing that just isn't good and that their fans don't really like, even if it makes more money, which is the sad part, right? Because mm. if you do the right monetization, maybe this is better for business. And unfortunately, that doesn't, from my perspective, from what I like in games, make good systems. But uh, I was hoping Diablo 4 would be that. But in general, when it comes to like early access and betas, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to play this game until it comes out. How do you feel about stuff like that? Like getting early access into games that are not complete. I feel like I'm just spoiling myself, and then when the game comes out, I'll okay, I'm gonna replay it, stuff I've already played. I'm going to look at it from two perspectives. So first of all, it's a little different, because Diablo, mm -hmm. you lose everything. Right? Mm -hmm. It starts over. Hogwarts, you, I'd keep, imagine. you keep everything. It was just okay. you get to play. But one is multiplayer, one single player. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, I'm going to talk about it from two perspectives, I guess. So, from the dev perspective, and it's also a little different from Blizzard, we'll get to that, but from the dev perspective, it actually makes a lot of sense to do this, and I don't mind it. Oh, actually. of course. Absolutely makes sense. So, you're, you're beta testing the game with a smaller group of people, which is what you want to do. Mm -hmm. By smaller, I mean like bigger than, way bigger than what you had internally. It's like a big group of people, but it's still limited to whoever mm -hmm. wants to pay. Then you get an even bigger beta with everybody and you really go ham and see how you feel right so that i think charging for that is actually fine the fact that it's blizzard makes it maybe a bit sketch because they just have a shit reputation then from the consumer side like i did that for hogwarts legacy because i was excited yeah. to play diablo i'm just not excited to play so i don't know like if i don't have a problem paying a little like it's literally ten dollars ten dollars extra to p play like a week mm -hmm. earlier that's fine and okay part of it is probably how much is done in the game as well because this really is a beta test right yeah uh because i don't think when does the game actually come out cinderin i think it's in june yeah. if i'm not mistaken june so 6th i think that's where it's kind of weird you're seeing this glimpse you're beta mm -hmm. testing you're not going to keep anything and then three months of waiting that's yeah. pretty weird so i don't know how I yeah so that. i think just the whole like I think this is necessary for dev to have betas in general. That, that my question wasn't whether you think it's good that they're running this kind of beta and then closing it down. I think that's fine. Well, that's that's what games. Is, do you do. think they should charge extra for it? Which is first of all that, but also you personally, do you enjoy this? So I can give you another example, right? Because another game I'm excited for is uh, Baldur's Gate Three. 
and I, I was just at a LAN with uh, with some friends, and one of the guys had the game, and he just showed me the menu screen for it. I was like, this looks cool, but I don't want to play it yet. He was like, do you want to play? Do you want to try Act 1? And I was like, no, actually, I would rather wait till the game comes out, because otherwise, I feel like when the game comes out, I've been spoiled for Act 1 when I get into the real gameplay experience. Yeah, sure, some things might have changed, but you know, a lot of it will probably still be the same, right? After all, they need to beta test actual content. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I was curious, like, what your take is on that. If you feel the same way or if you're just like, that's whatever, I'll just play the same thing again that I've already seen and just add stuff on, right? Um, I, I guess I'm kind of apathetic towards it. Okay, that's fair. I think the Dota, Dota beta was always different, right? Because when I got yeah, beta access, it was to play TI. So mm-hmm. it wasn't really, like, there was an immediate reason to play the game mm-hmm. um and it was also quote unquote the same game right and there's not like not like spoilers in the same way or whatever you want to call it so it's just a different beast well, uh, like than rpgs thing, early access I feel like things are going to get spoiled anyway that's the way i look at it like i'm expecting it to get spoiled in some way mm-hmm. although hogwarts was not spoiled for me the story somehow but i also avoided anything hogwarts like article related or whatever uh yeah, I guess Man, there's, more there's some potentially banger games coming out this year, right? So there's Diablo 4, which could be good. There's Baldur's Gate 3, which I have high expectations for, I have to say. It's Hollow Knight Silk Song, which I have high expectations for. Yeah. Don't know when it comes out, though, but they did say 2023. Counter-Strike 2, um, of course. Yeah. Could be some good games. Yeah, CS2, we just mentioned that. That's another one. Man, this could actually be a good year. I feel like it's the last couple of years haven't had that much good stuff that we've like felt. Yeah, and that's COVID, right? I think a lot of yeah. this stuff com- is going to come out in a flood now. Yeah, that's fair. That's how it's been. What's the What's a really good game that came out in the last few years except Hades? Can you mention something? I mean, there's the one game by CD Projekt Red that I can't remember the name of that was kind of controversial. Um, it came out too early. Cyberpunk. Yeah, Cyberpunk. I would consider that yeah, a I never big played game. That. Uh, I, I'm not saying big games. I'm saying games that we played that we thought were really good that came out recently. It's it's for me. It feels like it's been a bit of a drought, right? Since it's been Vampire like really good. Vampire Survivors. Games. How old is that? Elden Ring came out in the last year. That was also a very good game. Mm. Um, it's not been that many. I think. Oh, God of War. That's true. God of War. I. I mainly watched that though. Susie was playing that, but that also looked on, like a good game. It ain't on PC yet, so that's true. That was PS exclusive, right? I think yeah, that's right. What was it on Xbox? No, definitely no. not. Uh, I, dude, I don't know. At this not. at this point, I feel like there's some. It's a bit hard to keep track of who owns what. That's actually nowadays. a little easier. It's basically Sony owns their own stuff, certain franchises, mm-hmm. and then Xbox lets everybody play on PC, so it's great. But there's also plenty of games that are both on PS and Xbox, right? Oh, yeah, there's, yeah. But yeah. usually they're not like the big, big ones. But Sony owns God of War. So, okay. Indeed. Okay. All right. Well, that does it for this week. We might not have an episode next week at all. We'll see. Stay tuned. If we don't have one next week, we'll try to have it early in the week after, right? Like before Thursday. Depending on if there's actually stuff to talk about. If it's just DPC. Okay. Who cares, man? Meh. Fuck Dota, where's my Counter-Strike 2? CS3 coming. All right, <laughs> that'll do it for us. Thanks for watching. Until next time, Suns Fan Sinner signing out. Peace. Bye, everybody. We say things that don't Subscribe. Yes. Very good. Listen.